Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So the new jobs numbers just came out. And they're absolutely shocking, <laughs> to say the least. They exploded higher. They vastly exceeded expectations. So this leads us to a lot of questions. Is the economy rock solid? Is it on fire? Should we should be we should we be worried about growth, inflation, and all these things? And bond market, the end of the yield curve, just going up higher and higher and higher and higher. How high will mortgage rates go? I mean, this is really some crazy stuff. Let's get to the Wall Street Journal and go over the details real quick. And then we'll really try to take a holistic view at the entire jobs market based on this new report and then kind of connect some dots like we usually do at the end of the video. But starting off right here, headline number, massive hiring accelerated with 336,000 jobs added last month. They say September's increase in payrolls is the biggest since January. Wage growth slowed. <laughs> We're going to go over a couple more Wall Street Journal articles here that, uh, like I said, give us maybe a little bit different view, but let's keep going. Wage growth slowed while unemployment held steady. So if unemployment held steady, that means uh, more... That means, uh, hmm, I wonder what's happening to the labor force participation there. That is interesting. I guess the labor force participation would have increased uh, substantially as well. Hmm, let's see if they get into that in this article. U.S. hiring surged last month, uh, the latest sign of accelerating economic momentum. I just, accelerating economic momentum? I don't know. I, I'm going to keep reading here, I'm, or I'm going to get way off track. I just... I just think of the last time I was in the United States, I was in Los Angeles. And even in the airport now, there's just homeless people everywhere. In fact, when I went into the international terminal, when I'm inside the terminal, not like outside on the street or something like that, when I'm inside the terminal, there's police officers just escorting all of the homeless people out of the bathrooms because they're in there doing drugs, shooting up with heroin or whatever they're shooting up. And this is, this is what I see now when I go to the United States. But yet when you read this, you're talking about accelerating economic momentum. And another thing, and I'll get back to the article here, is I just don't see, maybe I'm stupid. I mean, that could be it. Look, I, I'm, I'm the first person to admit that I have no education. I've never taken an econ class, never taken a business class for that matter, never taken a finance class, barely graduated from high school, got terrible grades. Uh, so maybe it's just me, but it seems like an accelerating, if we had accelerating economic momentum, that what I see in my real life when I'm in the United States would look a lot different, whether it's just a simple trip to Walmart or that story of going into the LAX airport, that, that just doesn't seem like accelerating economic momentum to me. But let's get back to the article. Employers added three. And, and by the way, just one more uh, note there is I don't see how you can shut down an economy for a year straight and lock people in a cage. And then all of a sudden, that's a boom to the economy. So let, let's just think that through for a moment. If we've had all of this incredible economic momentum, this accelerating 
economic momentum. We've seen an economic boom to the likes that, hey, we haven't seen in decades in the United States. I mean, it's an economic miracle. Okay, well, then why don't we just do that all the time? I mean, what are we doing here? How about every three years, we just shut the entire economy down for the entire year, force people to stay in their houses, don't let them go to work, make them close their business, don't let kids go to school, and then we'll just reopen for two years, and then we'll just have this constant economic boom. And then we can just print money, you know, print money, I'm using that term loosely, but we can print money, we can borrow money, we can deficit spend to give everyone stimmy checks so they don't have to work, they don't have to produce anything. So once every three years, we'll just shut the entire economy down to where we don't produce any goods and services other than what is deemed necessary by the government. And then we'll just never have to deal with a recession ever, ever again. In fact, GDP growth will just be 10 times higher than it ever was even in the late 1800s. We'll have a new industrial revolution. All we have to do is just shut the economy down once every three years and just give people free money for not producing. Obviously, that's ridiculous when you say that out loud. So how is it that we shut down the economy and now all of a sudden it created an economic boom? That in and of itself to me is a head scratcher and worth exploring further. And that's why I get very suspicious, to say the least, of these numbers. Okay. I'll get off that tangent and get back to the article here. The report suggests the economy gained momentum through this summer, fueled partly by brisk consumer spending. The strength defies economists' expectations for a slowdown driven by high interest rates, elevated inflation, and resumption of student loan repayments and rising oil prices. And Josh, what's the elephant in the room that they never talk about? I'm not sure. The yield curve. (laughs) The yield curve the most powerful economic indicator in human history. And it's never, ever, ever mentioned. Never. Every once in a while, they'll do an article talking about it specifically. But in all these other articles that where they're talking about jobs and economists' expectations, they never mention it. And we talked about this yesterday because that would mean that the economists, the Keynesian economists that are central planners, that would force them to admit that the market was correct. And they can't do that. Because, see, they want intervention. In their mind, the market's always wrong. Because all you average Joe and Janes that are watching this video right now, you're just stupid. You're, you're too dumb to make your own decisions. So we need to make them for you. And we need to be there and have all the power and control to correct all the mistakes that you make. See, in their worldview, the yield curve inverts because you are making mistakes. And therefore, what happens is because that curve inverts, then the banks are put into a difficult position. So they stop lending because they have to borrow short, lend long. And if if short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates, they can't make any money. So they stop lending. Credit contracts, and this produces a recession. But if you idiots out there wouldn't have just bought the long end of the yield curve or done whatever mysteriously made the curve invert to begin with, then we'd have nothing to worry about and we'd never, ever, ever have a recession. But since you guys invert the yield curve and create the recession, then that requires us, the central planners, to come in and fix your mistakes. This, it's, it sounds ridiculous, I know, and it sounds offensive, but this is the way these Keynesian economists see you. 
average normal people. They see you as a burden, like a oh, shoe fly. If, if, if we could just get rid of the hoi ploy, if we could just get rid of all the plebs and the peasants in society, if we could just lock them up in a cage to where they wouldn't bother us, then we could fix all the world's problems because the average Joe and Jane wouldn't be getting in our way. That is literally how they see you. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's get back to the article. It, but my point is that's why they never, ever, ever acknowledge the yield curve. It's a blockbuster jobs report. This is a quote from Robert Frick, corporate economist with Navy Federal Credit Union. Blockbuster job report, but just as important as well, just as important as well-rounded hiring. So what they do is they show that in this chart, how you've got goods, jobs, leisure, hospitality, rest of services uh, and government. So government hired a lot. You had the rest of services, but, but look at leisure and travel, leisure and travel really, I mean, compare that to the month prior, you had 44,000 and the month prior you had 38,000 and all of a sudden you have 96,000, basically double, more than double what we had the month prior. See, that's another head scratcher. We've got leisure and hospitality booming right now. When all of this additional savings is being depleted, and that's per the Federal Reserve, and we've got student loan having to be repaid, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that Joe Biden or the Biden administration has forgiven so much student loan debt that we've, we're getting a second wave of revenge travel. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But it's, again, it seems very suspicious and odd that we, with everything going on, we have this boom in leisure and hospitality hiring. Hmm. Okay. Moving on down the article. Bond yields climb. So this is something we got to talk about here in a moment. We might save it for a separate video. But the 10-year treasury now up over 4.8%. I mean, what we have to do is think that, think that through the lens of uh, mortgage rates. I mean, this is going to take mortgage rates very close to 8%. So they talk about how the unemployment rate stayed at 3.8%, historically low level. Employers raised pay at solid pace as they competed for a pool of limited workers. Here they show average wages uh, compared to the CPI. So this dotted line is the CPI. So when wages are under this dotted line, what that means is the purchasing power of the average Joe and Jane's going down because their wages are not keeping up with the rate of inflation. So we had this long period 
call it uh, between April of 2021 to May of 2023. So about two years where people's purchasing power was declining. And then just recently, their wage gain, the wage, the weekly wage gains, as you can tell by this red line, pink line, have ex- just slightly exceeded the rate of consumer price inflation. So again, looking at this chart, how, where is all this purchasing power coming from? Where is the purchasing power coming from that, that creates the aggregate demand that would facilitate, that would incentivize all of these employers to go out there and hire as many people as they possibly could, especially in leisure and, tra- and travel. It's just, I'll take it at face value, but it's just something is off here. They show a chart of the unemployment rate. Okay, we get that. Now, let's go ahead and juxtapose this story, this blowout jobs number, with a couple other articles that we've recently gone over. In fact, just in the past few days here on this channel from the Wall Street Journal. First and foremost, let's go back to this article. I think we went over this just a couple days ago. Americans' growing reluctance to quit their job. Huh. Why would Americans be reluctant to quit their job? Well, that's because the job market would be declining and they know it. So like, no, I'm going to stay right here because I don't want to risk quitting because I don't know if I can get a better job. And I don't know if I can get another job. But yet the job numbers are exploding higher as far as the number of hires. But yet the workers are more reluctant to quit than they have been since 2019. Hmm. Yeah, a bit weird. And by the way, quick question. Who hires, as far as what group of businesses hire the most amount of people in the United States? You guys probably know the answer to that. It's small and mid-sized business, right? So you would assume if the jobs numbers are skyrocketing, the amount of hires gone up to 336,000. Nobody expected that. That's probably 100,000 higher than expectations. So obviously, small and mid-sized businesses are doing very, very well right now. Or are they? Because remember this story from just the other day from the Wall Street Journal. Small business bankruptcies rising at worst pace since pandemic. Hmm. That's That's weird that all these small businesses are going bankrupt and going out of business while at the same time, they're hiring a bunch of employees. I personally thought that was impossible, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, I don't have a PhD in economics. I've never even taken an economics class. The only thing I have to rely on is good old fashioned common sense. And common sense would lead me to believe that if all these businesses are going bust, they can't hire employees. But maybe that's just old-fashioned thinking. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. And we'll see you in the next video.